powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook. Well, I hope you like goals because tonight was full of them. Welcome to Game Over Calgary. My name is Audie James, and this one is presented by our good friends over at Sports Interaction. Want to bet? You can do it at Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook. Football continues, basketball is back, and the hockey season is well underway. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Made for Canadians, by Canadians. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com sdpn. Ontario only, 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Ontario only. Our next, or our guest today, I guess, is uh, not usually an Ontario guy, but we find him in Toronto today. Mr. Mike Gould from Flames Nation, Daily Faceoff, uh, Okotoks, Oilers, PA. The, the list goes on and on, but we're happy to have you, Mr. Gould. How you doing? I'm uh, doing all right. I hope everybody can hear me okay. Uh, yeah, I'm just here on vacation and uh, having to stay up a couple hours later to, to watch these games over the last few days. But uh, no, it was worth uh, it was worth the wait tonight. And, uh, you know, a bit of a weird ending, but that's what you like to see. It is for sure. And uh, I guess it kind of puts it into perspective just like from being in Ontario, how, how lucky we are out west to be able to catch you know, like Hockey Night in Canada, it starts at 6 o'clock and it goes till whatever, 10 o'clock at night. Um, puts things into perspective when you go out east and, and you get to watch the Flames and they don't end at what? It's probably 11.30 out there now, so. Yeah, I used to live out here, actually. I spent a couple of years in Ottawa and uh, As did I. It, it was different. It was different for sure. I mean, you know, being able to watch hockey until probably about 12.30 a.m., it's, uh, it's different, that's for sure. Uh, you know, part of me likes it. Part of me likes being able to, you know, you stay up late. I usually stay up late most nights anyway, and so it's kind of nice to have it. But I also kind of like having the game starting at five. You know, having know. early matinees. It's nice. It's eh? kind of nice sometimes. Yeah, it is. You get to watch it all. But um, yeah, the Flames win tonight, six-five uh, victory over the LA Kings. Um, I'd like to hear what you have to say. I, I don't think it was, and I saw you actually tweet about it. I agree with you. I don't think it was a perfect game from the Calgary Flames. I think far from it. Um, when you have to, you know, when your goalie allows five goals on any other given night, it's probably not a great night. Um, Flames were able to score six, which is more than what the Kings scored. But um, your thoughts, I guess, as a whole on the game tonight before we kind of break it down. Yeah, it was okay. I think the uh, the first period was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, seeing all those goals, seeing Huberto score very quickly. Um, obviously, I, I actually thought his line was the worst of the four tonight. But, um, but you know what? It was cool to see him score, score a five-on-five. Um, you know, he had some confident looks uh, on the power play. And I think the real start of the game was Tyler Foley, who I think was their best player all night long. Um, their defense was okay. Hannafin Anderson is still working out some of their kinks. Uh, but Uyghur, you know, looks really good. I'm glad that he didn't get, you know, more seriously injured when he went down in the third period. Uh, Chris Tanev, I mean, I was worried that they might be bringing him back in a little early, but no, he looks he looks really strong. And obviously you don't know if he's completely 100%, but, um, you know, even in the last minute there, uh, I thought he did some good things. Although I do think the Flames were a little startlingly porous, if that's the right way to put it, in the last two, three minutes. They really fell apart after what I thought was a really good preservation third period, it kind of fell apart for them a little bit. Trevor Lewis has got a score on that empty net um, at the one end before they come back and make it 6-5. That's been a a problem with these Flames for a while now, is just getting those empty net goals. 
Um, but otherwise, you know, strong first, or, or sorry, I should say strong second after a 50-50 first. And then the third, you know, I really liked it until that ending part, which was a little bit dicey. Yeah, the latter half of that third period was kind of, uh, I mean, not to not to say that we should have been panicking or had flashbacks of how they've given up leads in the la- and uh, during that seven game losing streak, but definitely uh, a little less than ideal. Um, before we get into anything uh, a little further here, let's read some of our lovely comments here. Insider J Money says, "Mike Gold predicting zero goals for the games. What do you have to say for yourself?" Yeah, um, you know, I, I thought I thought this was I thought this was going to be a weird one. I thought I, I wasn't I wasn't super hyped on the lines coming in, and I think a couple of them looked really good. Obviously, they all scored in the first period, so that's a huge uh, vindication in terms of you know what they were trying to do. But I, I do think things leveled out a little bit as the game went on. Um, you know, I think sometimes you just uh, they hadn't they haven't scored a whole lot all year long. And you get the sense that that was going to change. But I just, for whatever reason, thought tonight wasn't going to be the night for that. Um, and, you know, I thought Jacob Markstrom would be a lot better than he, than he ultimately was. Although Markstrom ended up making the save in the third period, at the very end, that sort of was the bacon saver. And, uh, you know, uh, it's hard to, all these predictions are all just sort of vibe guesses. And I guess for whatever reason, the vibes just weren't in their favor going in from my viewpoint. But, ended up being a, a big one. That's uh you know what? I, I gotta agree with you there. Nine times out of ten when I predict something or I pick something, the easiest thing is just to blame it on the vibes. If the vibes are there, they're there. If they're not, they're not. So that's like the easiest way to, to do it. So I agree. Um Noah Adler, surprised to see you here, my friend. The flames are so back in all caps. I don't know I I don't know if I agree like in saying that. I know we're excited that, you know, this team is now on a uh, they've got a streak in the right direction. But I still think there's a lot of like little things that weren't great this game that, um, you know, I, I, I mean, I think the Kings were a very beatable opponent uh, coming into this. They're, uh, they're what, second or third in the division right now. But um, I think the Flames, obviously, and they did end up winning. But um, I expected a tight game. I, I kind of thought it was going to be a close game. Like when these two teams meet historically, they're usually pretty tight games. Um I don't know if they're so back. Well, let's 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 just wait until they don't give up five goals on one game or in one game and have to um, battle from that. We almost lost that one, says uh, Tokai number one, uh, and Noah again agreeing with saying that the last two minutes were definitely uh, interesting. Noah Adler also saying, uh, Mike Gold, former co-host of the now defunct Blasticast. Um, that is true. Very true. Robert, Part our very. Our very great uh, admin says Tyler Toffoli, best player, so true, Mike. And uh, if you're if you're if you're a first time listener of uh, Game Over Calgary, you'll know uh, Robert's love for Tyler Toffoli. Um, I drew a teapot on my first episode this year when I had no audio, so that was nice and fun. Um, should have come and visited me, Mike. I was in Toronto. That's uh, from Will. Uh, I would disagree with Mike. Thought Kadri, Monj, and Lucic looked the worst. Your thoughts on that comment? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's saying that he would disagree with me on that. I don't think I really said anything that would say that would say that what I said was something that he would disagree with. I mean, I, I think I think I also, it was in reply to your your uh, oh, Huberto no, line no, wasn't no, wasn't the, yeah. yeah yeah okay sure 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 yeah no I understand that now um, you know I, I I don't necessarily know if they were the worst line I do still think Manjapani's fighting it in some instances um, 
you know, he scored the goal, obviously, and good for him. And I think he will continue to get looks. I mean, I know there are people who think that Lucic had a big effect on Manjapani coming through more in the third period of the game uh, two days ago. And I didn't really agree with that personally. Um, I, I don't think, I think Lucic is still being overplayed. Um, and, you know, I, I, I honestly don't think Lucic would be a bad player if he was played seven, eight minutes a night. Don't think mm-hmm. he'd be a bad piece for this Flame team. I just think he's been um, put in tough situations by this coaching staff um, where he is being asked to do things that aren't really befitting the player that he is right now. That being said, I thought Kadri was Kadri. I thought he had some good chances. I mean, maybe some of those were on the power play. You know, I, I it's a game, it's a funny game because coming out of it, I don't necessarily think that any of the lines were outstanding, like uh, maybe the Toffoli line, but like really all, all things said, it was just a team effort. I think in the in the at the parts of the game where they were good, a good defensive effort. I think for a lot of it until the final two three minutes. Um, but yeah, no like real superstar performances mm-hmm. other than Toffoli. I think who had I, I thought he had like twenty great A's in that game. I thought he was fantastic. Aside from that, hard for me to really pick out any really strong individual performances except for Adam Rzichka, um, who was, I thought, really good. And again, on that fully line. So, you know, I guess you could say that line had a lot going for it. But aside from that, you know, it was fine. Isn't it nice to see that, though, the Toffoli and Ruzicka and, and even I think Lindholm had a pretty good game, yeah. too. Um, again, that whole top line. But how nice is it to see uh, them clicking together, kind of seeing that chemistry right before our eyes. And uh, uh, look what happens when you let the kids play. Yeah, no kidding. Um, yeah, Ruzicka was terrific. Uh, Lindholm, I thought, had a really strong game as well. Yeah, I shouldn't have said none of the lines were really that good. Because <laughs> you read your words now. Really good. That line was really good. Um, yeah, got to give them a lot of credit. They were really good. Um, and, you know, Ruzicka being a man possessed for a lot of the game, I thought, you know, we uh, there's Kent Wilson's Discord server. There's a running joke about one guy who thinks that Adam Rzichka is the, the next coming of Joe Thornton, and we were all kind of on him over the summer for it because, it, I mean, in, in fairness, it is a pretty goofy take. Uh, but holy mackerel, he looked good tonight. And, um, you know, that line is terrific. I mean, you can't put Huberto back there right now because no. he'd be taking, a, taking away what looks like a really good line. You know, I think there are there are combos that need to be switched up. The point about the kids needing to play is, you know, a very, very strong point. Rizicko is was really effective, and it just goes to show why was this guy scratched for Kevin Rooney for so long? Does not make any sense. Uh, it's really the equivalent last year of Shillington being scratched for Zadorov off the hop. It's just like, well, why why didn't you know what you had in this guy? Um, so. You know, I, I would like to see Matthew Phillips come up. I would like to see Jacob Pelche come up uh, at points in this season. Jacob Pelche, uh, people need to people need to pump the brakes on talking about his preseason, about his uh, Penticton. That is two months ago now, and Jacob Pelche right now is playing some of the best hockey I've seen from him. Uh, Eleven points in twelve games now in the A. Uh, Phillips, obviously, we know what he is. He hasn't scored a point in his last two games, but even then, he's still head and shoulders the best player on the Heat or on the Wranglers, I should say. Um, so, you know, I think at a certain point when the next injury happens, which probably will happen, um, it's time to look more at these guys because of what Ruzicka showed tonight, you just got to take that gamble sometimes. It's really worth the risk. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of people were kind of head scratching when, when Daryl put him on that top line. Um, 
one thing we know is Daryl didn't want to play him in, in on the fourth line in the bottom six. Um, maybe you know more about that than than I, but I think the general consensus was that we understood Daryl didn't want to play him in that role. So, I mean, it wasn't a surprise to see him in the top six, but uh, a good gamble, we'll say. It was definitely a surprise for me, but I, I mean, I got to give Daryl some credit uh, for putting him in that top fifth role. I do think um, it is a little bit the firefighter putting out his own fire in some instances where it comes to, you know, you put Milan Lucic there in the first place. You put Kevin Rooney. You, I mean, Kevin Rooney was signed in the first place, and I don't think he really should have been. Uh, and that is Brad Treeliving's doing. And I just don't, you know, Rooney had some promise in the preseason in short spurts. Uh, maybe I bought into that a little bit too much, but like, Oh boy, that signing is not looking super great right now. It's almost getting to the point where you pull a Toby Reader and put him on waivers, because uh, yeah, not looking so hot. No, definitely not. And 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 the comment section would would uh, agree with you as as well. Excuse me, uh, Rooney eating popcorn for a bit would be great, says uh, says Mitch. So um, the people in chat are agreeing with you. Hey, uh, speaking of chat. Let's do this thing where we all like the video because Mike Gould is such an amazing guest and he's fantastic oh, and, and taking time out of his evening in Toronto when he could be doing so much more in Toronto to talk with us on Game Over Calgary. So let's be sure to hit the like if you're enjoying this great content and uh, and a great Calgary Flames win. And be sure if you are enjoying it as well, just hit share button uh, on, on uh, the YouTubes and uh, you can share it to your preferred social media. Let's get more Flames fans in here. A lot of this show is dependent on what you guys say. I love reading the comments and making it more interactive. So the more people in here, the better. So be sure to hit like. Let's boost that YouTube algorithm, get more people in here, and uh, be sure to share the stream as well. Okay, so Jonathan Huberto slots back in after uh, after missing some time with injury. And, you know, I think when most people saw Jonathan Huberto coming back in that uh, – in that Matthew Kachuk trade, nobody would have really pegged him to be third-line winger with Michael Backlund and Trevor Lewis, but I'll give them a bit of credit. I don't think they looked terrible tonight. I mean, I know you said that that line wasn't super sexy or flattering to you. Um, your thoughts on Huberdeau playing with Backlund, uh, taking Lewis out of the equation. Let's just talk about Huberdeau and Backlund. Yeah, on paper, I don't hate it. Uh, Michael Backlund is a terrific hockey player. He's a a really good um, elevator of a player. Uh, you know, we saw it. We've seen Michael Backlund elevate the games of so many players that he's been with in the past. And, you know, Jonathan Huberto is a player who has thrived with a center in Sam Bennett, who is probably not the player who a lot of Florida fans penciled him in as playing with uh, for, a lot of, for a lot of last season. And, um, you know, on paper, I don't mind it at all. I don't mind the fit. I mean, they've tried, Daryl said it, they've tried everything else. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I don't know how healthy Huberto has been to start the year. It's hard to say. It's hard to discern. He hasn't looked like the player who I expected for a lot of the year. Um, you know, I'm not saying he's a bad player by any means. Um, but, you know, I just think he hasn't come necessarily exactly as advertised. Um, but, you know, to his credit, I thought he made some good plays tonight. I just didn't notice him a whole lot, um, which, and I think his line was pretty low event tonight, which... That's sometimes that happens when you're on a Michael Backlund line. And, um, you know, he certainly wasn't bad by any means. I just wasn't wowed, which mm -hmm. isn't, a, isn't a problem. I mean, not every player has to wow you every single night. And uh, sometimes those are the games that help you in hockey games. I mean, really. And I thought on the power play, he had some good passes. He had some good, good looks. And, uh, you know, 
he'll start scoring more. I'm not super mm-hmm. duper worried about Huberto's production. It's just uh, the amount of uh, you know work he does to push play up the ice, which sometimes concerns me a little bit. Do you think there's more to it with Huberto? Um, it just seems oddly uncharacteristic. I know a lot of people, and rightfully so, it's a new system. It's 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 new line mates. It's new team. It's everything. And you know, some people take more time to settle in. Uh, than others, and that's valid as well. But do you think that there's more to it? Do you think that there's something lingering with uh, with Huberto? Well, it's a huge adjustment, and the expectations that come with being paid uh, as much as he's being paid, $82 million or $84 million over eight years, that's just a, a massive weight on your shoulders. And and you could see the, the way that he celebrated after he scored. I mean, that's huge. I mean, getting on the board, doing what he's paid to do. I mean, the expectations that come also with seeing what Matthew Kachuk is doing in Florida, uh, knowing that Mackenzie Weger isn't really a guy who you pay necessarily to score. Mm-hmm. And so that weight all falls on you. And also knowing that Johnny Gaudreau is gone. And that's a, that's a void that you're expected to fill. And so I'm not at all surprised, really, that he has not come out of the gates, you know, completely flying. It's, it's, it, it's a situation that's going to be difficult for anybody especially when you're in a Canadian market and you know, the, the, uh, the weight of facing a guy like Connor McDavid in the playoffs and, and all of the expectations that Calgary fans are going to have when you're coming off a playoff loss and really you're only being paid $2 million less than Connor McDavid. And look what he's doing. I mean, really? So I do think ultimately the end game will be either having a different right wing on that line mm-hmm. instead of Trevor Lewis, who I don't think has been bad. In fact, I think he's been great. Uh, or a different center, or just shifting Huberto somewhere else completely. Um, but for now, don't hate that fit at all. Yeah, uh, as as James Johnson said last time, analytics darling uh, Trevor Lewis. Uh, let's have a look at some of the comments here before we transition into something else. Everybody's saying they like the stream, which we like to hear. Um, let's go 2023 NHL draft says the flames almost blew it in the third, if not for Markstrom. That was correct. Uh, by the way, Yandel on the broadcast stating... Start, stating to make Huberto captain was interesting again. Um, I I don't know if like that's the move right now, especially for someone like Huberto is definitely, you know, we we just spent a couple minutes there talking about his struggles and and his adjustments, and I I think the last thing that someone like that needs is more pressure. Uh, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. With the C, um, I think that it, it, you know it could be a future fit, like sometime down the line. Um, or Michael Backlund gets it because I've been fighting for Backlund for a while. But um, I just don't think that right now is the time for that, especially uh, uh, given some of the, um, you know, the pressures that he's already feeling. Um, Marky saved the game for sure. Amon says, waiting very, very, very patiently for a Huberto Kadri Mangiapane line. What's say yeah, you, like Mike Gould? I, I, I think Mangiapane is on his own little island right now. Mm-hmm. And that's nothing against Mangiapane. I just think, he needs to work out a lot of kinks in his game, and maybe putting him on that line would be fine. I, I, I think they've tried that line a little bit, excuse me, that combination just a little bit, and uh, it's gotten smoked. It's gotten just destroyed, I, I think, um, with Kadri. Uh, Kadri's struggled at five on five lately, though. Um, folks might be surprised to hear that, but he's been a little bit underwater at five on five after a really good start, and, um, you know, I think he'll come around as well. And obviously the production production is there. Um, Manjupani, yeah. I mean, those guys are all having their own little issues and different facets of the game. And so, you know, putting them all together 
seeing if you can get some chemistry worked out. I don't, I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. There's not a whole lot right now that I'm really vehemently opposed to, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, the one thing would be putting Lucic on the second or third <laughs> or first line. Um, but yeah, you know what? And I, I do like the comment that was just made in the chat about Joe Pavelski who couldn't figure out his first year in Dallas and look at him now. I mean, honestly, totally. Yeah. Right. I, I totally agree with that. That's a player There's that a Flames fans were rooting for uh, last uh, trade deadline. Right. That's like, right. Like, yeah. I, I, Jonathan Huberto is such a talented player. And so, you know, you can be you can be a little bit underwhelmed and disappointed in what he's brought so far, but in the long term, you know there are there are a couple small warning signs, little couple dots that I have going blink blink in my in my brain. But in the grand scheme of things, I'm not too worried. Yeah, no, I would agree. Good good players are not immune to bad stretches, and things happen. And it's just one of those times. Um, Johnny had many of them. That's many, right, many many for Johnny Gaudreau. He did, and that's something that yeah. Flames fans may be having a short memory on. Um, Clay Mo, Canuck Clay, must be nice to be talking about a team that is winning. I'm so sorry no for kidding. your Canucks, uh, Mr. Emo. Uh, sarcastic remarks, what, what's going on? Um, Audi has the mic tonight. Oh, this is just Robert plugging us. That's nice. Um, <laughs> the last weekend, that last weekend, Chris Tanev, a defenseman, returned to the Flames lineup. Certainly was a relief because without him, the Flames didn't win a game. As for Huberto, there's little doubt that there's, there's pressure, pressure to, to perform. perform. Yeah. There we go, yeah. Because under Brad Living of GM, the team has had limited playoff success. Can't uh, disagree with any of that. Yeah, no, totally. it's a lot of facts right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, insider J Money says, "Put a C on Markstrom's uh, mask." Uh, do the old, wasn't it? Was it Roberto Luongo? Yeah, it was Canucks unofficially. Yeah, Luongo. exactly. I I thought yeah. for sure that you were in Toronto for to do some daily face-off coverage. No, no, I actually had no. I had no idea that the Hockey Hall of Fame was this weekend until I landed. Did no you? Idea. Are you are you planning? Like, did you? You're not gonna go, nope. or I guess is it is nope. it done? That was today. That was oh, it was done. today. Okay, that's today. right. Yeah. Well, that's nope. unfortunate. You could have yeah, made it. You could have no made idea. a whole daily face-off trip out of it. What the hell? Yeah, these, <laughs> I actually have today off. But yeah. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Um, Huberto will figure it out. But like you said, yeah, there was uh, the comment from Starcastic Remarks that you brought up. Uh, Tafoli, Kadri, Lucic vibes per sixty would be highest in the league if put together. Vibes per sixty and every probably negative events statistic analytic would I don't not know. would not be opposed to a line with jacob pelche nazim Kadri, and tyler Toffoli. that's a line that i think could do a lot of good things um just something to think of important to know with jacob pelche i've made this point a lot of times before you know this is his time i think mm -hmm. you know he's one of five five players from that 2019 first round who have not played an nhl game and by far he has the best case of those five to to be the next to make the jump right by far like it's not even close and um yeah no i i would be watching for it maybe even before christmas because it just logically it makes by far the most sense i think and for those of those of us who are watching and don't know mike is very very in on the wranglers very very in on the wranglers uh so I mean, so so take extent. take what he says and 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 do your research but he knows what he's uh, he's talking about in that regard. Um, with yeah, yeah. Uh, before you go on, yeah, yeah. I, For the folks who check, uh, I see somebody just asked about Connor Zary, and I just want to add on to here with Connor Zary. Um, I would say keep him there for now because I really like what they're doing with Connor Zary. He's on a line right now with Emilio Peterson and Cole Schwint, and he's not relying on Pelche. He's not relying on Phillips. He's not doing any of that. He's driving his own line as a center right now, playing with a couple of guys and Peterson, who was a scratch to start the year. And in Schwint, who went his first 10 games as Wrangler without scoring a single goal. And that line is 
totally on it right now. So I wouldn't break that one up. I would bring up Pelche or Phillips and do something with that. But for now, Zary, I love where he's at. Let him marinate, man. Let him marinate in the A. Right. Hey, uh, while we're at it, there's, uh, there's a few more new faces in the chat. If we could take some time right now just to hit like on the stream, that would be greatly appreciated. And like I mentioned before, um, let's uh, let's get some shares. If you want to share it on Twitter as well, that would be great. Get some more voices in here uh, so we can talk with more Flames fans. Um, I put down as a note in the third period, and it was more so just a question because, like you said, I, he was just all over it. I, I just said, like, is Toffoli the best Flames forward right now? Yeah. Would you agree 100%. with that? Yeah, easily. Uh, there were a lot of people in the summer who were down on Tyler Foley, and uh, oh boy, has he been good. Uh, he is, he's, yeah, he's been unquestionably their best forward right now. And I, I think uh, what he's doing all around the ice, uh, he's really surprising me in transition. He's making some fantastic passes. And then I love that shot that he took uh, to score the goal tonight. That was just fantastic. Pure sniper's goal. Yeah, six goals already. And uh, he looks fantastic. Huge, huge fan of his game. Yeah, I always have been high on Tyler Toffoli. Then he came in, obviously, when uh, when they made that trade on Valentine's Day and had a yeah. great start with the Flames. And then it kind of, I think everybody would kind of agree, it tapered off uh, near the end of the year. And it was seemingly uncharacteristic, but, um, you know. Really cooled off. Yeah, like 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 completely pumped the brakes and, and did not look like the Tyler Toffoli that, uh, that came in. It wasn't even that he wasn't scoring. Um, he just wasn't playing well. And mm. right now... Right now, in the last 10 games, he's been getting, like, at least five great A's every single game. Tonight, I thought he had 10. Like, I thought he was easily their most dangerous player. He's making great passes. He's not a passenger by any any measure. He's not James Neal no. or anything close <laughs> to it. Uh, he is he is incredibly good right now and easily worth what the, thing, what the Flames played to get him. And he looks like he's shooting the puck hard. Like, he, oh, like yeah. he's got yeah. some zip on that shot. Yeah, and you know what? Even I got to give a shout-out to Brett Ritchie, who I was probably a little bit hard on, harder on last year than I should have been. Um, and he's been out of the gate being incredibly effective on the forecheck, uh, faster than I've ever seen him play for the Flames. Like down last year, he had some sparkling analytics last season that I thought were uh, an outlier. I thought a lot of people just, did. I thought, they were, I thought they were completely – I did not understand how his numbers were so good last year. I just didn't. And this year, even in games where he hasn't been scoring, he has been making excellent plays to disrupt players in their own zones. And he's been he's been what everybody thinks Milhead Lucic is, honestly. Uh, he is really fantastic. Just really fantastic so far. Yeah, so, it's great to see. I, I, I'll eat crow too because I, I think yeah. a lot of people have been hard on Brett Ritchie and you know, the, the, the joke of him being inevitable, everybody talks about it on Twitter and um yeah. But but he's been playing great, and I think he's he's been playing kind of above expected um, from yeah. what a lot of people kind of kind of had coming into this year. Um, another quick note before we kind of put a bow on today's episode: um, Nick D. Simone fitting in, I think. Like yeah, he, he's like, fine. Like he looks okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I had no issues with Nick Nick D. Simone getting called up. I'm glad that. Um, you know, I think he's better than Dennis Gilbert. I think he even he might be better than Connor Mackey right now. And um, he he has been a good AHLer in the Flames system for quite a while. And uh, he's put in the work. He's a good power play guy. He's not going to get power play minutes here. Uh, but 
you know, he had their worst underlines tonight, which whatever he had, they, they weren't that bad. And mm-hmm. you're somebody, somebody has to be the worst. Um, but he was fine. I have no issues with Nick DeSimone. And I think he's an NHL player, frankly. I thought when he got called up, I thought, you know, this is a guy who just hasn't gotten a chance versus a guy who's a career AHLer. And I think he's done a good job to acquit himself and he might stick around for a little bit. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't be opposed to it. I don't think he's looked, uh, he's looked bad whatsoever. Um, as I mentioned, we're going to put a bow on this episode shortly here. Uh, we'll hit some comments. I'll ask you a couple more and then we will conclude uh, as we've only got eight minutes left in our non-paid-for uh, Zoom call. So we have to have to make it quick. Um, uh, where are we seeing here? Ba, 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 ba. How has Zari looked? You looked at that one already. Uh, I'd like to see Lucic up on that second or third line. Seems like he's been playing well. He's been Whoa. up on that second line, and it, <laughs> I yeah, hope you're being. I, I hope. I hope the sarcastic remarks is being sarcastic as hell. There. Um, I, you know what? I got nothing against you, Milan no. Lucic. I really don't. I think. I think he's. Uh, I think. Uh, he, you know, he was very nice to me. I asked him a question a few weeks ago at a scrum. He's. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a cons- consummate pro. Um, I don't necessarily want to see him resigned, but you know, that's nothing against Milan himself. And uh, I will say, to his credit, there was a period a couple of years ago where he was a very, very effective Calgary Flame. Uh, right now, I just don't think he's that guy. And careers ebb, careers flow. Mm-hmm. Right now, I think he's in a valley. I'm not sure if he's going to climb out, but I can't not wish him well. Because no, you, you don't want to see the downfall. Yeah, so, you know, you don't, you don't wish anybody. But I don't think he has earned the second or third line spot that he's gotten for a lot of these games. I would agree as well. Uh Whatever happened to James Neal, by the way, I know he got cut from Columbus's tryout camp. Uh, he had a PTO with Columbus and then was released, and he's just kind yeah. of there now, right? He's just, just he's just a guy. Hanging out, hanging out on the couch. Playing Fortnite, I'm sure. Just like the rest of us. <laughs> we'll try to get him on the next episode of Game Over Calgary. Let's, let's see how that get, goes. Get the exclusive Neeler interview. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, primetime client, Peter, hello. He says there was a Neal jersey at the game tonight. Non-zero chance it was actually him. I own a James Neal jersey. You do? Yeah. I would not have. Well, actually, you know what? I would would have pictured that. I own both a Neal and a Lucic jersey. Both. I respect it. I respect it. You know what? There was a point when I really, when James Neal was on the Penguins, uh, he was was a fun player to watch. His signing was huge. It was a huge moment. It just didn't work. What a, oh, I'm I'm so disappointed that didn't work out. Um, Richie has Richie is just three goals back from Matthews hashtag rocket watch. Absolutely. You know what? Hey, I'm going to say this right now because everybody knows how much I watch Arizona. Um, Nick Richie's having a great year too. Uh, probably won't cost a whole lot at the trade deadline. Would not be opposed to them reuniting the Richies. Just there you that. go. You heard it first. Would not from, be opposed uh, to it. From Arizona Stan. I don't know what we would call you. Arizona. I don't, I don't know. Resident yeah, Arizona fan slash writer slash. I'm a. I have an educational interest. There you go. Uh, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Is it because but they Nick play is... at ASU? Yeah, exactly. Educational interest. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There I like to go. think I'm funny. Um, I'm on. Yeah. Actually, put out a, a good meme about uh, Matthews and, and Richie earlier. It was it was quite funny. Um, yeah. There goes the winning streak for the Kings. I guess I kind of expected it against Calgary. Um, people have shared, which is great. I have an old Neil T-shirt from when he was in Pittsburgh. What's up, boys? Big W tonight, says Justin Rempel. Welcome back, Justin. Thank you for stopping by. Um, I guess we've, we're have we pretty much 
going to wrap it up here. I think we've we've rambled long enough and, and I've taken up enough of, of Mike's uh, precious time on vacation. Um, but before we go, uh, for those people who don't know who you are, which is would be bizarre if you're on a flame show and you don't know who Mike Gould is, um, but go ahead and give the, uh, the shameless plug of every single outlet that you, they can find you on because it seems like it's endless and uh, where they can find you on social media. Uh, well, I do some writing for uh, for Daily Faceoff. Uh, you know, that's Frank Cervalli's site, so everybody knows what that is, I think, <laughs> at this point. Uh, Flames Nation, I do the odd uh, bit and bite there. Uh, Flames Nation, not see um, Oak Tokes Oilers, call some of their games, do PA for the other ones, do some writing on their website, oaktokesoilers.ca, AJHL team. Very good AJHL team for quite that. Good. Uh, quite good. Very good, very good. Um, I work for do some play by play for the Calgary Dinos. Uh, you can watch those games on hockey TV. Uh, do boy, let me keep going here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I told you. <laughs> do some freelance play by play stuff for HN Live, which you have also worked for a little bit. Uh, just called a few games with uh, our buddy Peter Labardius the other day. Was, we saw that. that. Yeah, that's awesome. Rocky Mountain Classic over yeah. at uh, Winsport. That was a good time. Ran into Jerome there actually. I oh did yeah. Not say hi. He was busy. Uh, but Jerome was coaching the uh, Rink Academy the Kelowna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's uh, he's a busy guy. I, I should have gone up to him and said you should be an assistant with the Flames. Uh, <laughs> I think that'd be an, I think that'd be a natural fit. You know, ten years time, five years time. Just in time I, for yeah. uh, Teach to come up. Well, you know, he's got about as much experience coaching as Marty Saint Louis does. And might as yeah. well. I mean, Rink, Rink Academy is a pretty good school. So. Oh yeah, no, well, they 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 have a great program. I think he's coaching yeah. with uh, Patrick Weirkosh as well. Uh, former Ottawa center yeah, and is, is a coach uh, on that team. Former former Flames center uh, Richie Byron Richie. Is oh, also that's a coach, right. I believe yeah. for that program as well. Yeah, yeah. lots of lots of great uh, alumni there. Um, back to your yeah. AJHL comment. I'm just going to end it with uh, Go Dragons. Um, uh, but I am a big. Beat, the Oilers beat the Dragons in the <laughs> playoffs did. last year. They did. Yes, I know. <laughs> I, I, I remember quite well. I was in the rink and I was very upset. Uh, big Toyota fan though. I do like Toyota. He's a good, good, the Reminds me. Yeah, reminds me of uh, reminds me of Phil Kessel. He's a good player. Oh, he's yeah, a good he player. Totally does. He's a good he player. Yeah. Um, he's 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 heating up. Yeah, he's he's good stuff. Um, go follow Mike at Mike T Gould, I believe it is on Twitter. No longer verified, thank God. No longer God. verified. God, that was a disaster. Elon Musk <laughs> needs to needs to log off. Figure it he's out, the worst Musk. Poster in the world. Oh, jeez. Yeah, uh, at at Mike T Gould, G O U L D on Twitter. Um, thank you all for stopping by. This has been great. Uh, thank you, Mike, for your time. Um, our next game over Calgary will be on Thursday versus the Tampa Bay Lightning at 5, 5 p.m. puck drop uh, in Cal- or 5 p.m. local time puck drop. It's in Tampa Bay. They go on the road for quite some time now after tonight's game. Uh, I will have your game over call for that one, and we will catch you in that one. Thanks again for stopping by. Hit like, hit subscribe, all that fun stuff, and we'll see you on Thursday against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook.